30, in the sea, with two valves, each serving as a lid to the other, and in the drifts of rivers and on the shores of the sea they are found in fragments, and within the limits of the separate strata of rocks they are found, few in number and in pairs like those which were left by the sea, buried alive in the mud, which subsequently dried up and, in time, was petrified. 991. And if you choose to say that it was the deluge which carried these shells away from the sea for hundreds of miles, this cannot have happened, since that deluge was caused by rain, because rain naturally forces the rivers to rush towards the sea with all the things they carry with them, and not to bear the dead things of the seashores to the mountains. And if you choose to say that the deluge afterwards rose with its waters above the mountains, the movement of the sea must have been so sluggish in its rise against the currents of the rivers, that it could not have carried, floating upon it, things heavier than itself, and even if it had supported them, in its receding it would have left them strewn about, in various spots. But how are we to account for the corals which are found every day towards Monteferrato in Lombardy, with the holes of the worms in them? Sticking to rocks left and covered by the currents of rivers, these rocks are all covered with stocks and families of oysters, which as we know, never move, but always remain with one of their heads stuck to a rock, and the other they open to feed themselves on the animalcules that swim in the water, which, hoping to find good feeding ground, become the food of these shells. We do not find that the sand mixed with seaweed has been petrified, because the weed which was mingled with it has shrunk away and this the Poe shows us every day in the debris of its banks. Other problems 992-994-992. Why do we find the bones of great fishes and oysters and corals and various other shells and sea snails on the high summits of mountains by the sea, just as we find them in low seas? 993. You now have to prove that the shells cannot have originated if not in salt water, almost all being of that sort, and that the shells in Lombardy are at four levels and thus it is everywhere, having been made at various times, and they all occur in valleys that open towards the seas. 994. From the two lines of shells we are forced to say that the earth indignantly submerged under the sea and so the first layer was made, and then the deluge made the second. Footnote, this note is in the early writing of about 1470-1480. On the same sheet are the passages number 1217 and 1219. Compare also number 1339. All the foregoing chapters are from manuscripts of about 1510. This explains the want of connection and the contradiction between this and the foregoing texts. VII. On the atmosphere. Constituents of the atmosphere. 995. That the brightness of the air is occasioned by the water which has dissolved itself in it into imperceptible molecules. These, being lighted by the sun from the opposite side reflect the brightness which is visible in the air, and the azure which is seen in it is caused by the darkness that is hidden beyond the air. On the motion of air 996-999-996, that the return eddies of wind at the mouth of certain valleys strike upon the waters and scoop them out in a great hollow, whirl the water into the air in the form of a column, and of the color of a cloud, and I saw this thing happen on a sandbank in the Arno where the sand was hollowed out to a greater depth than the stature of a man, and with it the gravel was whirled round and flung about for a great space, it appeared in the air in the form of a great bell tower, and the top spread like the branches of a pine tree, and then it bent at the contact of the direct wind, which passed over from the mountains. 997. The element of fire acts upon a wave of air in the same way as the air does on water, 
or as water does on a mass of sand that is earth, and their motions are in the same proportions as those of the motors acting upon them. 998. Of Motion. I ask whether the true motion of the clouds can be known by the motion of their shadows, and in like manner of the motion of the Sunday 999, to know better the direction of the winds. Footnote, in connection with this text I may here mention a hygrometer, drawn and probably invented by Leonardo. A facsimile of this is given in volume I page 297 with the note, Modi di pesar l'aria di sapere quando sarampera il tempo mode of weighing the air and of knowing when the weather will change, by the sponge, spunia, is written. The globe and organism. 1000. Nothing originates in a spot where there is no sentient, vegetable and rational life, feathers grow upon birds and are changed every year, hairs grow upon animals and are changed every year, excepting some parts, like the hairs of the beard in lions, cats and their like. The grass grows in the fields, and the leaves on the trees, and every year they are, in great part, renewed, so that we might say that the earth has a spirit of growth, that its flesh is the soil, its bones the arrangement and connection of the rocks of which the mountains are composed, its cartilage the tufa, and its blood the springs of water, the pool of blood which lies round the heart is the ocean, and its breathing, and the increase and decrease of the blood in the pulses is represented in the earth by the flow and ebb of the sea, and the heat of the spirit of the world is the fire which pervades the earth, and the seat of the vegetative soul is in the fires, which in many parts of the earth find vent in baths and mines of sulfur, and in volcanoes, as at Mount Etna in Sicily, and in many other places, XVII. Topographical Notes a large part of the texts published in this section might perhaps have found their proper place in connection with the foregoing chapters on physical geography. But these observations on physical geography, of whatever kind they may be, as soon as they are localized acquire a special interest and importance and particularly as bearing on the question whether Leonardo himself made the observations recorded at the places mentioned or merely noted the statements from hearsay. In a few instances he himself tells us that he writes at second hand, in some cases again, although the style and expressions used make it seem highly probable that he has derived his information from others though, as it seems to me, these cases are not very numerous we find, on the other hand, among these topographical notes a great number of observations, about which it is extremely difficult to form a decided opinion of what the master's life and travels may have been throughout his 67 years of life we know comparatively little, for a long course of time, and particularly from about 1482 to 1486, we do not even know with certainty that he was living in Italy, thus, from a biographical point of view a very great interest attaches to some of the topographical notes, and for this reason it seemed that it would add to their value to arrange them in a group by themselves. Leonardo's intimate knowledge with places, some of which were certainly remote from his native home, are of importance as contributing to decide the still open question as to the extent of Leonardo's travels. We shall find in these notes a confirmation of the view, that the NSS, in which the topographical notes occur are in only a very few instances such diaries as may have been in use during a journey. These notes are mostly found in the NSS, books of his later and quieter years and it is certainly remarkable that Leonardo is very reticent as to the authorities from whom he quotes his facts and observations, for instance, as to the Straits of Gibraltar, the Nile, the Taurus Mountains and the Tigris and Euphrates, is it likely that he, who declared that in all scientific research, 
his own experience should be the foundation of his statement CXIX philosophy number 987991, should here have made an exception to this rule without mentioning it, as for instance in the discussion as to the equilibrium of the mass of water in the Mediterranean Sea a subject which, it may be observed, had at that time attracted the interest and study of hardly any other observer. The acute remarks, in NOS, 985-993, on the presence of shells at the tops of mountains, suffice to prove as it seems to me that it was not in his nature to allow himself to be betrayed into a wide generalizations, extending beyond the limits of his own investigations, even by such brilliant results of personal study. Most of these topographical notes, though suggesting very careful and thorough research, do not however, as has been said, afford necessarily indisputable evidence that that research was Leonardo's own, but it must be granted that in more than one instance probability is in favor of this idea, among the passages which treat somewhat fully of the topography of eastern places by far the most interesting is a description of the Taurus Mountains, but as this text is written in the style of a formal report and, in the original, is associated with certain letters which give us the history of its origin. I have thought it best not to sever it from that connection. It will be found under number XXI letters, that Florence, and its neighborhood, where Leonardo spent his early years, should be nowhere mentioned except in connection with the projects for canals, which occupied his attention for some short time during the first ten years of the fifth century, need not surprise us. The various passages relating to the construction of canals in Tuscany, which are put together at the beginning, are immediately followed by those which deal with schemes for canals in Lombardy, and after these come notes on the city and vicinity of Milan as well as on the lakes of North Italy, the notes on some towns of Central Italy which Leonardo visited in 1502, when in the service of Cesar Borgia, are reproduced here in the same order as in the notebook used during these travels Nizelle Institute de France. These notes have but little interest in themselves excepting as suggesting his itinerary. The maps of the districts drawn by Leonardo at the time are more valuable seen number 1054 note. The names on these maps are not written from right to left, but in the usual manner, and we are permitted to infer that they were made in obedience to some command, possibly for the use of Cesar Borgia himself. The fact that they remain nevertheless in Leonardo's hands is not surprising when we remember the sudden political changes and warlike events of the period. There can be no doubt that these maps which are here published for the first time, are original in the strictest sense of the word, that is to say drawn from observations of the places themselves, this is proved by the fact among others that we find among his manuscripts not only the finished maps themselves but the rough sketches and studies for them, and it would perhaps be difficult to point out among the abundant contributions to geographical knowledge published during this fifth century, any maps at all approaching these inaccuracy and finish. The interesting map of the world, so far as it was then known, which is among the Leonardo MSS, at Windsor published in the Archaeologia Volume X I cannot be attributed to the master, as the Marchese Girolamo Dito has sufficiently proved, it has not therefore been reproduced here. Such of Leonardo's observations on places in Italy as were made before or after his official travels as military engineer to Cesar Borgia, have been arranged in alphabetical order, under NOS. 1034-1054. The most interesting are those which relate to the Alps and the Apennines. NOS. 1057-1068. Most of the passages in which France is mentioned have hitherto remained unknown, 
as well as those which treat of the countries bordering on the Mediterranean, which come at the end of this section, though these may be regarded as of a more questionable importance in their bearing on the biography of the master than those which mention places in France. It must be allowed that they are interesting as showing the prominent place which the countries of the East held in his geographical studies. He never once alludes to the discovery of America, Italy, canals in connection with the Arno 1001-1008, 1001, Canal of Florence, sluices should be made in the valley of Lociana at Arezzo, so that when, in the summer, the Arno lacks water, the canal may not remain dry, and let this canal be 20 brassia wide at the bottom, and at the top 30, and 2 brassia deep, or 4, so that 2 of these brassia may flow to the mills and the meadows, which will benefit the country, and Prato, Pistoia and Pisa, as well as Florence, will gain 200,000 ducats a year, and will lend a hand and money to this useful work, and the Lucchese the same, for the lake of Sesto will be navigable, I shall direct it to Prato and Pistoia, and cut through Valley and make an issue into the lake, for there will be no need of locks or supports, which are not lasting and so will always be giving trouble in working at them and keeping them up, and know that in digging this canal where it is for Brassia deep, it will cost 40 mary the square braccio, for twice the depth 60 mary, if you are making for Brassia footnote, this passage is illustrated by a slightly sketched map, on which these places are indicated from west to east, Pisa, Luca, Lago, Suravelli, Pistoja, Prato, Firenze, and there are but two banks, that is to say one from the bottom of the trench to the surface of the edges of it, and the other from these edges to the top of the ridge of earth which will be raised on the margin of the bank, and if this bank were of double the depth only the first bank will be increased, that is for Brassia increased by half the first cost, that is to say that if at first four denarii were paid for two banks, for three it would come to six, at two denarii the bank, if the trench measured 16 brassia at the bottom, again, if the trench were 16 brassia wide and 4 deep, coming to 4 lire for the work, 4 mile and denarii the square braccio, a trench which was 32 brassia at the bottom would come to 8 denarii the square braccio, 1002, from the wall of the Arno at the gate of La Justizia to the bank of the Arno at Sardigna where the walls are, to the mills, is 7400 brassia, that is 2 miles and 1400 brassia and beyond the Arno is 5500 brassia. Footnote, 2. Justizia. By this the Porta della Justizia seems to be meant, from the XVDH to the Svet centuries it was also commonly known as Porta Guelfa, Porta San Francesco del Rinaio, Porta Nuova, and Porta Rioli. It was close to the Arno opposite to the Porta San Nicolo, which still exists. 1003. By guiding the Arno above and below a treasure will be found in each acre of ground by whomsoever will. 1004. The wall of the old houses runs towards the gate of San Nicolo. Footnote. By the side of this text there is an indistinct sketch, resembling that given under No.973. On the bank is written the word Casas. There then follows in the original a passage of twelve lines in which the consequences of the windings of the river are discussed. A larger but equally hasty diagram on the same page represents the shores of the Arno inside Florence as into parallel lines. Four horizontal lines indicate the bridges. By the side these measures are stated in figures. I at the Ponte alla Caraja, 230 Largo BR, 12 E to Dispoda E 14 D Pilea 4 Pilastri, 2. At the Ponte Estrini, L 88 Largo BR, 
15 e to d spode e 28 d pilastri 4 del spode e pilastri so 2, 3. At the Ponte Vecchio, pot line dr. 150 to e largo, 4. At the Ponte Alli Grazie, 290 largo 12 e to d spode e 60 pili. Their island in is wl to l to b. A sketched plan of Florence. With the following names of gates, Niccolo Samaniato Giorgio Gonalini Porta San Fredian Prado Fonzigolo Pinti Justicia. 1005. The ruined wall is 640 brassia, 130 is the wall remaining with the mill, 300 brassia were broken in four years by Bizarno. 1006. They do not know why the Arno will never remain in a channel. It is because the rivers which flow into it deposit earth where they enter, and wear it away on the opposite side. Bending the river in that direction, the Arno flows for six miles between Lo Caprona and Leghorn, and for twelve through the marshes, which extend thirty-two miles, and sixteen from Lo Caprona up the river, which makes forty-eight, by the Arno from Florence beyond sixteen miles, to Vico sixteen miles, and the canal is five, from Florence to Fuseccio it is forty miles by the river Arno, fifty-six miles by the Arno from Florence to Vico, by the Pistoia Canal it is 44 miles, thus it is 12 miles shorter by the canal than by the Arno. Footnote, this passage is written by the side of a map washed in Indian ink. Of the course of the Arno, it is evidently a sketch for a completer map. These investigations may possibly be connected with the following documents. Francesco Guidexi alla Balia di Firenze. Decolitor Campo Contro Pisa 24 Luglio 1503 Archivio di Stato. Firenze. Lettere alla Balia, published by J. Gay. Cartegio in Edito Dirtesi. Firenze 1840. Tom. I.I. Page 62, ex costris. Franciscus Quidditchus. 24. July 1503. Appresso fuci hieri di signoria Alexandro Dili Albizia insieme con Leonardo di Avinci et Serdi Altri. Et veduto el disegno insieme con el governatore. Dopo molt discussione et dubii conclusus e che la professione molto al proposito. O assiveramente arno volger sicchi. O ristarvi con in canale. Che almeno via treba che li calim di anemisi non potrebano essere offis. Come tutto referire no loro obacavies and. Archivio di Stato. Firenze. Libro d'entre di acidi di casa di magnifici signori di Luglio e Agosto 1503-51 t. And data di Leonardo al Campo Sato Pisa. Spes extraordinary dino dera di XXVI di Luglio LLVI Sol. XII por loro Giovanni Pitfro, e somno por tanti. A segnia of a race pexi in better DSEI Chevalier Spestivito por andere chaliunar du diavinci olival arno in quello di Pisa por legolo del milo suo. Published by Amilianiusi. Archivio Storico Italiano. Siri III. Tom. XVI. Vizaria Surorts, Leonardo Fuil Primo Ancra, Che Giovanetto Discorus Soprial Fumator No Par Metterlo in Canale de Pisa et Fiorenza Education Essay and SOMI. IV. 20. The passage above is in some degree illustrated by the map on place CXII, where the course of the Arno westward from Empoli is shown. 1007. The eddy made by the Mensola. When the Arno is low and the Mensola full. Footnote. Mensola is a mountain stream which falls into the Arno about a mile and a half above Florence. Arno. I. I. Sola. M. Gone. P. Pesa. N. Mezzola. 1008. 
that the river which is to be turned from one place to another must be coaxed and not treated roughly or with violence, and to do this a sort of floodgate should be made in the river, and then lower down one in front of it and in like manner a third, fourth and fifth, so that the river may discharge itself into the channel given to it, or that by this means it may be diverted from the place it has damaged, as was done in Flanders as I was told by Niccolo di Forsor, how to protect and repair the banks washed by the water, as below the island of Cocumari, Ponte Ribacont figure 1, below the palaces Bistixi and Canajani figure 2, above the floodgate of La Justizia figure 3, Abiza sandbank opposite the end of the island of the Cocumari in the middle of the Arno figure 4, canals in the Milanese 1009-1013-1009, the canal of San Cristofano at Milan made May 3, 1509, footnote, this observation is written above a washed pen and ink drawing which has been published as Toff. The editors of that work explain the drawing as, you know studio di Bacopler estrazioni di quay. 1010. Of the canal of Amardiasana. By making the canal of Martisana the water of the Ada is greatly diminished by its distribution over many districts for the irrigation of the fields. A remedy for this would be to make several little channels. Since the water drunk up by the earth is of no more use to anyone, nor mischief neither, because it is taken from no one, and by making these channels the water which before was lost returns again and is once more serviceable and useful to men. Footnote, El Mavilio di Martigano, is also mentioned in a note written in red chalk. Ms. H. 217 Leonardo has, as it seems, little to do with Lodovico I. L. Moro's scheme to render this canal navigable. The canal had been made in 1460 by Bertomino de A. Navarra. Il Moro issued his degree in 1493. But Leonardo's notes about this canal were, with the exception of one number 1343, written about 16 years later, 1011. No canal which is fed by a river can be permanent if the river whence it originates is not wholly closed up. Like the canal of Martisana which is fed by the Ticino. 1012. From the beginning of the canal to the mill. From the beginning of the canal of Brivio to the mill of Travaglia is 2794 Travalci, that is 11,176 Brassia, which is more than 3 miles and 2 thirds, and here the canal is 57 Brassia higher than the surface of the water of the Atta, giving a fall of 2 inches in every 100 Travalci, and at that spot we propose to take the opening of our canal. Footnote, the following are written on the sketches, at the place marked in. Mavilio da Dacquio Canal of Running Water, at M, Molin del Travaglia Mill of Travaglia, at R, Rocha de Santa Maria Small Rock of Santa Maria, at A, Atta, at L, Lago di Lecce Ring Orgato, Alley 3 Corny in Atta, Conca Perpetua Lake of Lecco overflowing at Tercorny, in Atta, a permanent sluice, near the second sketch, referring to the sluice near Q, Q la Chathina Tale de Peso here the chain is in one piece, at in the lower sketch, Mol del Travaglia, Mel Cabarello Conca y el Torino Arecho Traparo Company Casa de Quay, Mel of Travaglia, in digging out the sluice the soil will have as a counterpoise a vessel of water, 1013, if it be not reported there that this is to be a public canal, it will be necessary to pay for the land, footnote 3, I'll re, Louis XII or Francis I of France, it is hardly possible to doubt that the canals here spoken of were intended to be in the Milanese, Compare with this passage the rough copy of a letter by Leonardo, to the President dell'Ufficio Regolatore dell'Acque, on number 1350. See also the note to number 745. 1. 
12, and the kin will pay it by remitting the taxes for a year. Estimates and preparatory studies for canals 1014, 1015, 1014. Canal. The canal which may be 16 brassia wide at the bottom and 20 at the top. We may say is on the average 18 brassia wide. And if it is 4 brassia deep, at 40 mary the square brassia, it will only cost 900 ducats to excavate by the mile. If the square braccio is calculated in ordinary brassia, but if the brassia are those used in measuring land, of which every four are equal to 412 and if by the mile we understand 3,000 ordinary brassia, turned into a land brassia, these 3,000 brassia will lack one four, there remain 20 to 50 brassia, which at 40 denarii the braccio will amount to 675 ducats a mile. At 3 denarii the square braccio, the mile will amount to 506.14 ducats so that the excavation of 30 miles of the canal will amount to 15,187.12 ducats. 10.15. To make the Great Canal. First make the smaller one and conduct into it the waters which by a wheel will help to fill the Great One. Notes on buildings in Milan 10.16-10.19-10.16. Indicate the center of Milan. Moforte Portari Porta Nova Strata Nova Natalio Porta Cumana Barco Porta Jovia Porta Vercellina Porta Asio Ambrogio Porta Ticina Storia dell'Imperatore Porta Lodovica Equa. Footnote, see place CIX. The original sketch is here reduced to about half its size. The gates of the town are here named, beginning at the right hand and following the curved line. In the bird's eye view of Milan below, the cathedral is plainly recognizable in the middle, to the right is the tower of San Gotardo. The square, above the number 9147, is the Lazaretto, which was begun in 1488. On the left the group of buildings of the Castello will be noticed. On the sketched plan of Florence scene number 1004 note Leonardo has written on the margin the following names of gates of Milan, Vercellina to Sinise Ludovica Romana Orientale Nova Beatrice Cumana compared to number 1448, 11, 5, 12, 10, 17. The moat of Milan. Canal to Brassia wide. The castle with the moats full. The filling of the moats of the castle of Milan. 1018. The bath. To heat the water for the stove of the Duchess take four parts of cold water to three parts of hot water. Footnote, Duchess di Milano, Beatrice d'Este, wife of Ludovico I. El Moro to whom she was married, in 1491. She died in June 1497, 1019, in the cathedral at the Poli of the Nail of the Cross. Item, to place the mass VR in the, footnote, on this passage Amoretti remarks memori storici chap. Ix, Milano stesso lo vegiamo formare in congegno di carucoli di cord, concoi trasportare in piu venerabili piu sicuro logo, sio nell'ultima arcade della nave di mezzo della metropolitana, la sacra reliquia del santiciato, cidi ancora si venera, al thol, 15 del codice segnato cure in 16, agli si halasciati di tal congegno una doppia figura, sio una di quattro carucoli. E unidi tercole respective cord. Sagi unando vi, indomo alla carucola del ciato della croce. Amoretti's views as to the mark on the mis and the date when it was written are, it may be observed, wholly unfounded. The misel in which it occurs, is of the year 1502. And it is very unlikely that Leonardo was in Milan at that time, this however would not prevent the remark, which is somewhat obscure, from applying to the cathedral at Milan. 1020. Of the force of the vacuum formed in a moment, I saw, at Milan, a thunderbolt fall on the Tower della Credenza on its northern side, 
and it descended with a slow motion down that side, and then at once parted from that tower and carried with it and tore away from that wall a space of three brassia wide and two deep, and this wall was four brassia thick and was built of thin and small old bricks, and this was dragged out by the vacuum which the flame of the thunderbolt had caused, and see, footnote, with reference to buildings at Milan see also NOS, 751 and 756, and place XCV, number 2 explained on page 52, place C explained on pages 60-62, see also pages 25, 39 and 40, remarks on natural phenomena in and near Milan 1021, 1022, 1021, I have already been to see a great variety of atmospheric effects, and lately over a mile and towards Lago Maggiore I saw a cloud in the form of an immense mountain full of rifts of glowing light, because the rays of the sun dam which was already close to the horizon and red, tinged the cloud with its own hue, and this cloud attracted to it all the little clouds that were near while the large one did not move from its place, thus it retained on its summit the reflection of the sunlight till an hour and a half after sunset, so immensely large was it, and about two hours after sunset such a violent wind arose, that it was really tremendous and unheard of. Footnote, the area is wanting in the original but may safely be inserted in the context, as the formation of clouds is under discussion before this text. 1022. On the 10th day of December at 9 o'clock a.m. fire was set to the place. On the LATH day of December 1511 at 9 o'clock a.m. this second fire was kindled by the Swiss at Milan at the place called DCXC. Footnote, with these two texts, L12 and L35 are in the original side by side there are sketches of smoke wreaths in red chalk. Note on Pavia, 1023. The chimneys of the castle of Pavia have six rows of openings and from each to the other is one bracho. Notes on the Sforzesca near Vigevano 1024-1028. 1024. On the second day of February 1494, at Sforzeska I drew 25 steps, to three brassia to each, and eight brassia wide. Footnote, C place CX. Number 2. The rest of the notes on this page refer to the motion of water. On the lower sketch we read, 4BR, 4 brassia and Gira for Gaja, sand, gravel. 1025. The vineyards of Bijevano on the 20th day of March 1494. 1026. To lock up a buttery's at Vigevano. 1027. Again if the lowest part of the bank which lies across the current of the waters is made in deep and wide steps. After the manner of stairs, the waters which, in their course usually fall perpendicularly from the top of such a place to the bottom, and wear away the foundations of this bank can no longer descend with a blow of too great a force, and I find the example of this in the stairs down which the water falls in the fields at Sforzeska at Vigevano over which the running water falls for a height of 50 brassia, 1028, stair of Vigevano below La Sforzeska, 130 steps, one for braccio high and one to braccio wide, down which the water falls, so as not to wear away anything at the end of its fall, by these steps so much soil has come down that it has dried up a pool, that is to say it has filled it up and a pool of great depth has been turned into meadows. Notes on the North Italian Lake. 1029-1033-1029. In many places there are streams of water which swell for six hours and ebb for six hours, and I for my part, have seen one above the Lake of Como called Fontpliniana, which increases and ebbs, as I have said, in such a way as to turn the stones of two mills and when it fails it falls so low that it is like looking at water in a deep pit. Footnote, 
The fountain is known by this name to this day, it is near Torno, on the eastern shore of Como. The waters still rise and fall with the flow and ebb of the tide as Pliny described in Epist. IV. 30. Hist. Map. II. 206. 1030. Lake of Como. Valley of Chiavianane. Above the Lake of Como towards Germany is the Valley of Giavana where the river Mera flows into this lake. Here are barren and very high mountains, with huge rocks. Among these mountains are to be found the water birds called gulls. Here grow fir trees, larches and pines, deer, wild goats, chamois, and terrible bears. It is impossible to climb them without using hands and feet. The peasants go there at the time of the snows with great snares to make the bears fall down these rocks. These mountains which very closely approach each other are parted by the river. They are to the right and left for the distance of 20 miles throughout of the same nature. From mile to mile there are good inns. Above on the said river there are waterfalls of 400 brassia in height, which are fine to see, and there is good living at Forsaldi the reckoning. This river brings down a great deal of timber. Valasaisiane. Valsacina runs down towards Italy, this is almost the same form and character. There grow here many macalo and there are great ruins and falls of water. Valley of Iadiarosizio. This valley peak, 